now I, I'm feeling like some things are glossed over. I'm like, oh, should I ask more about snacks? Should I ask about characters? I, I don't know. I just love so much of your vacation. I just loved hearing about it. I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad it happened. I don't feel as bad when I go 27 times. Just kidding. <laughs> and speaking of glad it happened, it was one of those moments I think we were waiting in Peter Pan and I looked at Kayu, is this real? Is this really happening right now? Because I watched so many videos of things, especially when we're all virtual. And I really got into that and felt it. And so I, I had to, it was weird, but it was one of those things I'm making sure I'm holding on to things or holding on to people. So I knew that I had the sense mm-hmm. of touch and that it was really happening. And it was just a really neat experience that I don't think I'll ever forget. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, we're out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by all the friends today. I have my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello there. I mean, hi. I'm sorry. I'm getting over a cold. So anyway, who knows who's going to pop out today? Say it. I'm Batman. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Brett Brett has given us some epic voice memos in our group thread because of his cold. <laughs> yeah. Also joining us, you heard her just now, Vanessa Ferguson, our other co-host. How are you, Vanessa? Well, well, well. Look who finally decided to join us for an episode of Beyond the Mouse. It's Brett and Craig and Anna who went to Disney without me. It's fine. I'm doing fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Way to Is ruin our surprise really? guest to the oh, McFarland trip review. Anna okay. McFarland joining us. Hey, how's so, it going? We did. We did just get back from Disney, and I'll tell you, um, I thought about how long of an episode this could be. Now we're recording it at night, uh, which is always kind of interesting when Brett is involved. But mm. Brett has had fourteen and a half trip reviews, and so I decided this will be a fourteen-hour-long podcast, just talking everything about our trip. So that way we can make up for the time that he has spent on a trip review, right, Vanessa? It's great. It's great. I see no downside to this at all. This is this is wonderful. (laughs) No, truly, I will say that we packed so much into this trip. It really was one of those. I think, like, even though we intend to go back as often as we can, it really was a once in a lifetime trip in that we did so many experiences and so many meals that were just really special. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of go day by day and break down where we were, what we ate what our experiences were, but we're not really going to talk too much about the attractions. Just know that the attractions were amazing. Our son's favorite attraction was Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He wanted to do it every single day. He did Space Mountain with me, which was incredible. He did Seven Dwarfs Mine Train with me, incredible. He did Splash Mountain with me, incredible. And he seemed to like most of those, right? Yeah, I think so. He'd give us like a thumb rating. I know that we're on air, but what he would do is use his thumb and he'd go up or down based on where he's at. Sometimes it kind of fell in the middle a little bit, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, was, so, as long as it was a thumb, that's good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> was the, they haven't taught him about the other fingers. Um, was the Space Mountain his first time riding? 
Oh my goodness. Yes. And I have to thank the random little girl behind us because she could tell he was nervous. He was starting to kind of like fidget with his fingers and things because we didn't actually have to wait on Space Mountain too long. It was right after we met Mr. Brett Rutherford in the parks, Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. Tuesday night in the parks, but Space Mountain had been down. And so we ran over to Space Mountain and were able to get right in line. Actually, it was like this kind of um, this massive amount of people pushing forward into the line it was kind of scary at first like that we were going to get trampled but we were able to get on space mountain with like a very little weight not have to use genie plus and that was the perfect situation for it so if he would have not wanted to go on the ride i was totally fine with stepping out of the ride but we had this wonderful little girl who basically walked him through and said oh you're gonna love this ride and he had such a good time he waited for her after to make sure that she knew that he had such a good time and so it was just epic it was a great experience riding space mountain but that being said we're going to try not to mention too many attractions because we've just had so many cool experiences and I don't want this to be truly a 14 hour long podcast. So we're going to dive right into it and we'll mention a few things here and there about the in-park experiences, but we also want to really hit on things like Genie Plus, the restaurants that we went into, the resort that we stayed at, and the overall park experiences that we had. So are you ready to get into this, Anna? I think so. Am I ready? So the first thing that you suggested that we do, we arrive on Saturday, and the first thing we do is walk into Wilderness Lodge. This is the first time we've ever stayed at a deluxe resort. We're actually staying in Copper Creek Villas, which is the DVC side of Wilderness Lodge, and it was remarkable. Oh, my goodness. Like, stepping foot inside, I knew when we we parked the car and we're walking up, I said, Liam, get ready because I'm going to just cry the whole time, and I did not disappoint. And I said I had to explain those are happy tears because I'm just so excited to be here and it's real. So walking in those those large, beautiful doors, that first moment right out of the gate just felt so magical. And it's one of those pinch me moments where you're going, am I really here? I'm not watching a video. I'm really here. I can't believe it. And so taking it all in, it was just awesome. It was so neat. It was such a cool experience because, you know, the the resort is themed so well, and it's just like that Disney feeling that you get when you walk through those doors, and all the cast members are there to help you out. Our room was wonderful. It had a beautiful view uh, going out to Bay Lake, and it was just like a a really awesome experience just to immediately know that, like, we're on property. We're going to stay here for the next week. We're not leaving. The pool was excellent. Um, Our son had a great time playing in the pool nearly every day, loved the water slide all of that stuff. So I highly suggest people seek out Wilderness Lodge. I know when Justin looked it up for us, it was the least expensive of the DVC or deluxe resorts that were available at the time that we went. And I'll tell you what, it was amazing. I mean, it was just like remarkable how uh, well uh, themed it was and everything else. So I would strongly suggest maybe staying at that resort if you get the opportunity to, for sure. Vanessa? So I think it might be helpful to kind of briefly explain how you were able to stay at a DVC location without being DVC members. That's really a great question uh, and great clarification. I will say it's basically because we had a travel agent. And I know that Justin and I talked a lot about the need for a travel agent when planning Disney. We don't have an official travel agent. Like he said in our episode about Genie Plus, just go out and support local businesses and find any travel agent that you'd like and use them. Because he's the one that really knew, like, you do not have to be a Disney Vacation Club member to stay in a DVC villa. Now, of course, the availability of those are going to be lighter 
because the DVC folks get first crack at them. If it's a, and we're going to talk a lot about DVC, I think in the very near future, but essentially DVC owners, if it's their home resort, they get to book 11 months out. If you are somebody else in DVC, not at that particular resort, not bought into that particular resort, you get to book it seven months out. And then what's ever left over, Disney will sell to the general public and uh, you can just buy them with cash as opposed to having DVC points. You also can rent DVC points. We always never thought about that as a real viable option because there's really no way to cancel if you rent DVC points. And with having a young son, it's just really, you know, like what if we had to cancel this trip, all that stuff. But so that's how we were able to stay. You can stay as just a a normal person that does not own DVC on a DVC property. Brett, have you ever stayed um, in a DVC villa like that before? Uh, I know you stayed at a bunch of deluxes. Um, actually, when I was a cast member, uh, we were gifted uh, one night in uh, the original mm. uh, property. Old Key West, right? Yes, Old Key West, when in fact it was uh, Disney Vacation Club. It was the only one. And oh, wow. We had the two-bedroom suite. Wow, that's awesome. One. It was big. It was big. We had, it was fun. We, we brought Subway. It was me and my roommates, and we had Subway, and we played Old Bay. And watch TV. Wow. And we had a great time. And the tub, you know, had jets and that was nice too. So it was fun. That's great. So I have one more question and I know we need to move on, but so you could have canceled your reservation with the way you did it with the DVC points. You could have. Well, we didn't use DVC points. We basically bought it as though it was like a resort. And so that's what I'm saying. We actually paid through Disney, much like you would just book any other hotel room. Had we have done a DVC rental, that's through like a third party. And most of those third parties do not allow for cancellations, which is why we... uh, I didn't know that you could stay at a DVC resort and not use like points and not or or go... I guess it makes sense to go through Disney, but I would have thought it would have been non-refundable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, wow. uh, it has the same policies just like any other hotel room would. And so Disney's really good. I think even up to like the day before the trip, you can't um, get your money back for the trip that close to the trip. But what you can do is move the entire trip and still have the credit for that money you've spent. They have remarkable policies and especially during COVID um, they've had some really great policies about getting your money back and things like that. So Disney's done well by uh, people that way for sure. But any other thoughts about the resort before we move on? I know we've had some resort nights and things like that, so it'll come up again. But Yeah, just overall, just walking into that place, it just felt so comforting and at home. And I think that was my biggest takeaway. And it's not that I don't get those feelings from other resorts or places that I've stayed, but it's like that extra mile or that extra Disney magic that when I walked into my room, I felt immediately comfortable uh, seeing the cast members made me feel comfortable. I just felt great from the moment that I walked in and I knew it was a place that I was really excited to stay at. So it just was a great, wonderful experience. Very comforting. The very first night, Anna went shopping in the Magic Kingdom while our son, my son and I were swimming in the pool. And then we got out and we watched the uh, electric water pageant uh, right in front of us because it stops at Wilderness Lodge. And we were eating at geyser point all week the bison burger is just as good as people say it is but anyway wilderness lodge is great i know we just spent 10 minutes on the resort so this might be a 14-hour podcast let's see what happens saturday uh the very first day we're there we go to magic kingdom and it's just a blast because we used genie plus and because we were going later in the day we decided you know what we're going to test out genie plus and i'm so glad that we did because on the ride there we were able to use the two-hour window to not only book jungle cruise right away 
but we also got Peter Pan's flight. So we knew that two of the rides we really wanted to do, we were going to get right away, right before we had our dinner at Be Our Guest. And so I would just say, I know that we're talking a lot about Genie Plus in and out of this thing. The first day of Genie Plus, it was well worth the $45 that we spent on it. Every Some of the other days, maybe not. We'll get there. But uh, definitely this first day was great. I will say, Be Our Guest I know that I've heard this from other people. Since they went to the prefix menu, they said that the food quality had gone down. I will say I'm probably okay with not going back to Be Our Guest for a while. Yeah, I've always loved Be Our Guest. I just think that um, I'm ready to try other new things now since I've been there a few times. So it's... It's one of those that I'll I'll come back to someday. It did kind of seem rushed. You know, it's like a place where they want to get a lot of people in and out of there. And so the prefix menu, you get to select what you want. But then it was awkward because it was one of those situations where we waited forever for our bill. So it's like they're trying to rush us to eat, but then we have to try to pay and all that. Anyway, it was a, it was a good first day, but I think I probably could have just went with walking around the Magic Kingdom and experiencing that just a little bit better um, as opposed to going into be our guest, but really enjoyed the night at the resort as well. Uh, so we're just going to keep kind of going on sure. here. And well, as, yeah. you, as you want to jump in, please feel I feel free. like, and then what happened? And then what happened? And, and then what popcorn. happened? Oh, I so also then. decided I need to be more on brand, so I am Groot. Anyway, oh, how's that? Oh, that's that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that was great, Groot. Look at you. Groot. Does that mean Vanessa's Rocket Raccoon? I mean, I, I think I bring that energy along <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so the next day was in the Magic Kingdom during the day again. And we had made this decision that we were going to really focus on Magic Kingdom because our son's six years old. And they just have so many attractions there. Also, we got to ride a ferry over to Magic Kingdom, which was just cool, wasn't it? I think I just smiled and laughed the whole time that I'm on this little ferry boat over because it was just wonderful. I've not had the experience. <laughs> like that before and it's convenient it's easy it's open air and it's just wonderful so if you have the opportunity please do that we got to experience a lot of the little things because of the way Genie Plus works in that uh, it may have some gaps in the times that you're able to ride. I know that Anna wanted to focus on some of the classic shows, and we were really able to do that with Genie Plus because we didn't want to wait in a bunch of lines. So instead, we went and did things like Tiki Room and Carousel of Progress and Mickey's Philhar Magic and these shows that are just really fun to experience. You don't have to just be like all go, go, go all the time and you get to kind of just relax and really enjoy those. I know that that's some of your favorite things to do, right, Vanessa? Yes. I, I, I'm honestly like the way you all are describing this is like making me tear up because, um, this is just sounds like the best vacation. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited to hear you talk about all the shows. Like that, that's exactly what I'd want to do. I don't love roller, co- roller coasters. I don't like to be rushed every time I'm on main street and I'm kind of walking through casually I think of Anna because I know I know you really like doing that and so I think of you and it's so like this just sounds like the best ever vacay it was so much fun, uh, especially these first couple of days, because we really had the energy just to kind of keep powering through and keep going as well. I will say that I did use individual lightning lane this day to book Seven Doors Mine Train, and I kind of went back and forth on it, but I, I just sort of wanted, I, I fell into that Disney bubble where I was like, money doesn't matter, right? And then, uh, so to my I knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, uh, I did do that. I will say, though, that that was the first time I experienced waking up and trying to do it all myself. So I felt like uh, like when Brett, like when you talk about doing individual <laughs> lightning lanes and then also the Genie Plus, um, I should have woken Anna up because it is insane how quickly mm-hmm. those Genie oh, yeah. Plus reservations go. You need to be on like uh, Brett Rutherford tips were great. Like be off the Wi-Fi. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you refresh at 659.58 or whatever. So you're like the first one on there. And even still, sometimes if you have spotty cell reception, wherever you're at, I tried to go to like the main lobby of Wilderness Lodge because it seemed to have the best cell reception. And still one of the days, I it just it aired out. And so I ended up getting like our lightning lane wasn't till much later in the day. I will also tell you, this is the first time we should mention there were a billion and a half people at uh, Disney world. When we went, it was sold out. You were not able to change park reservations because Mm. park reservations everywhere were sold out. And Mm. so it was absolutely incredible. The amount of people that were there and it seemed like everybody was using genie plus. And so, um, it did make the wait times, uh, considerably longer, I think, because they're trying to manage this paid system versus, uh, standby queues. Um, and I'll just say this now in case we don't mention it later, we didn't wait for any attraction longer than 30 minutes because it was just something that we weren't willing to do. Anna? Well, with the exception of Toy Story, we did have Toy Story Midway Mania. It was probably a little over 30 minutes, wouldn't you say? And that was in a lightning lane. And that was in a lightning lane. And that was kind of disappointing. <gasps> but it's because the ride went down while we were in line. And so they were getting us through. Um, but it was one of those that we just didn't know what was going on. And they did say while we were in line, you know, this is why you're waiting in line. And we chose to stay just because it was a ride that we wanted to do. But that was really the only experience of waiting longer. Yeah. I swear this episode is not only going to be about Genie Plus because I also want to talk about the awesome food we ate. And I will tell you, one of the best places we ate all week, we ate on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that was at Skipper Canteen. Vanessa, have you oh. been to Skipper Canteen? I haven't. I know. Vanessa. That's so bad, right? Oh my goodness. Vanessa, you have to go. You, Uh, you will love the ambiance. You will mm -hmm. love the servers. The cast members are so amazing. Mm -hmm. You can go into the different rooms and now like, um, there's great podcast interviews out there with Kevin Lively, who really helped, uh, retool the jungle cruise. And then he said that Skipper Canteen is like his major thing that he will, uh, love as a big accomplishment in his career. And it's because they put so many little bits and pieces of Imagineering all throughout that restaurant. It's, it's amazing. It's like, I said that I'm not going to go back to be our guest for a while. I'm going to go back to Skipper Canteen every trip I can. It's incredible. It was great. Oh yeah. Um, Service was amazing. Like just really great service there. And the food was incredible. And like our son had a great time. Like you, I, he had loved his meal and he had so much fun. It was just great. The cast member just kept coming up to him and just telling him jokes. Like, so like every five minutes she would just walk up and just like tell him this outrageous jungle cruise style joke. And he would just laugh and he would just have Oh my a, gosh. So I love that time. so much. We also, it's such a small world. I mentioned there's a billion and a half people there. We got sat next to Tim Niemeyer and his family who are from oh, wow. the city we are at. We got literally sat right next to them at the same time at Skipper Canteen. And that was really fun too, just to be like, oh my goodness, out of all these people, (laughs) literally thousands of people, here you are. So that was really cool. Um, But then, yeah, that was Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. the first day. That was the night we were going to go to Disney's Hollywood Studios and we were going to try to do the Rise of the Resistance early and all of that stuff. So first of all, I walk into Galaxy's Edge and I did. 
I did have a little bit of an emotional reaction to that. I don't know that I cried, but wow. oh, holy mm-hmm. moly. It was just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. actually the, the sun was setting, Brett, and it was just oh. like, oh, yeah, gosh. cinematic. It, Every moment, mm-hmm. and regardless of the weather, if it's, if it's rainy in there, it just looks like you're on a movie set. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you All mentioned times. that too. Like it, even someone that isn't necessarily as big into Star Wars as I am, you were like, this is incredible. Like, Oh, the, it is. Just like the... I, I wouldn't think Disney could have any more details than they do, but then you walk into Galaxy's Edge and they do. Like, it's just incredible the amount of detail and sound. Um, oh, yeah, it's just an all-immersive like, experience. So cool. It's really yeah. neat. And I will say, well, it did take us a little bit to get to the Millennium Falcon because we had decided that that was the day that, um, you know, we mentioned on our Facebook page and things as a follow-up to our Jordan Fisher interview. He did, uh, there There was no reservations to be had at Savi's to have our son build a lightsaber with me, but he did um, send us actually money to mm. purchase him a legacy lightsaber, which is just incredible. Um, and so we wanted to make sure we did that. But what we did was we jumped in line for the legacy lightsabers. And I will say that that was... I, I, I do wish that that was handled slightly differently because I did see a sign out front that said, join the virtual queue for legacy lightsabers. We probably did wait in that line right outside of that gift shop for maybe 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, to pick out a legacy lightsaber. And it's hard because like I hadn't, we hadn't seen the millennium Falcon at that point because the legacy lightsaber line was like the first thing you ran into. And so we were like, well, let's just jump in it now. Let's get the lightsaber. Let's go get photos and stuff like that. And so that did take a little while, but then the cast members inside there were so great because uh, you know, our, our little guy is six years old and he's trying to pick out these lightsabers. So he's like holding Kylo Ren's and then he gets to pick up to three to check out and i thought for sure he was going to get kylo ren's but then he sees the dark saber which is from the mandalorian it looks much more like a sword and he picks that thing up and his eyes just like they just lit up i'm like i was just like well looks like he's going to get the dark saber so he only tried two even though he could have tried three and he bought the dark saber and he absolutely loved it so uh if for some reason jordan fisher you're listening back to this just know uh how incredible that experience was overall to to get that lightsaber and he talked about it the rest of the trip he put it together he like he he put the thing together and and like started it up so many times back in the resort and just absolutely loved it and then uh that was really late in the night and i knew that we had just waited in a pretty long line for that so i didn't know for sure how much he would want to wait in line again so we did not do rise of the resistance that night we did run over to millennium falcon smugglers run because it was a posted 35 minute wait and we waited about 20 minutes and that was really fun like he loved that ride anna that wasn't your jam so you didn't go on it with us no i just got to take in some more of galaxy's edge and see all the the neat shops around and i just took a little peek and i loved it i had a great time too so that was our Sunday night. And then um, now moving into Monday, we started back at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And this was the day that uh, we had really set up as our Star Wars day. And I will say that uh, this is, I, I don't want to make this whole thing about D- Genie Plus, but so many people had questions about it when we returned. They sent us messages and things like that. So I will say that Disney um, Hollywood Studios with Genie Plus is rough because there are not many attractions there. And so you really have to be on it to be able to um, get anything picked out. Again, I was trying to kind of allow uh, my son and Anna to sleep. I'm like the early bird getting coffee in my resort mug and all of this stuff and doing all this stuff. I knew I needed to do Rise of the Resistance first. So that's what I did. 
I did Rise of the Resistance, somehow got like a 10 o'clock return time on it. And I did hear from other people that were down there on the same trip. They also tried at seven o'clock and it was already sold out. And oh, so yeah. I had gotten, uh, I had gotten lucky in that. Um, but then by the time I went back to do another Genie Plus, because everybody else started that process at seven o'clock, we didn't get uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway until later on in the day, something like noon. And because there's just not that many attractions there, you're not going to necessarily get a return time that's conducive to if you want to be in the park in the morning and then you want to go back in the middle of the day and then come back to utilize genie plus in disney's hollywood studios you basically have to be there from park open to park close and um if you are then that's great and you can utilize it i will just say that i was uh disney's hollywood studios was the one park that i know that justin had said it's one of the two parks to use it at when it's this busy i would almost say it's not worth it um, to use Genie Plus in Hollywood Studios because what I would do is just go there as early as you can, get a few rides in, and then understand that there's so many cool things to explore that you don't have to wait in a 160-minute Tower of Terror line because there's so much cool stuff to explore around the Tower of Terror anyway, you know, and you can check that stuff out. Brett, did you have something there? No, I just concur with that. <clears throat> yeah. I just <clears throat> Anyway, yeah, I'm just... Uh... Especially, and, and and I mean, it's fortunate that um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway became a regular lightning lane and not um, uh, one that you pay for. But if you liked paying for it, you know, and getting that, uh, yeah, now you can't do that. So you have to wait with the people, which, well, you know, I will say, why do we have to wait with the people? Just <laughs> It seemed like Slinky Dog was the, by and large, the favorite with Genie Plus. So we still were able to get Mickey and Minnie's a couple of times. We still used Genie Plus basically almost every day because we felt like we had to because it was just so busy everywhere. And um, we were able to get Mickey and Minnie's earlier the next time we were in Disney and Hollywood Studios because we weren't trying to get Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So then we were able to utilize it a little bit more. We were able to get you know Mickey and Minnie's and then Toy Story Mania and a couple and, and be able to do a couple of things on that. $45 for sure. Um, so then after, uh, after all that uh, planning, we did get into the park. We got to do Rise of the Resistance, and it's everything that everyone tells you it is. It's, um, you know, people say you can't understand the scale from watching the uh, POV videos, and that is absolutely true. You are transported to a movie set. I mean, you are put in this, uh, this amazing environment straight from the pre-show and everything else. And it's everything that people say it is. So if you haven't had the opportunity to experience it as a star Wars fan, absolutely pay for that individual lightning lane. Honestly, it's, it's the best money we spent probably all week. It was just so incredible. And we didn't have to wait in a three hour line, which we realized went all the way out to the Muppets studio. We were like, so busy. I can't believe look at all the people from Muppets. And then Craig goes, Oh wait, no, I think it's, I think it's actually rice. Well, because we were walking in to see Muppets uh, 3D because we had yeah. to. Of course, it's an amazing show. And Dave Goals is in it. You know, we had to go check it out. And you wa we walk in there and I'm just like, oh my goodness, there's such a long line for this. And it's like, oh no, that's for the Star Wars line that is like a mile away from here. Like it's incredible, the line for that ride. So um, it, it was uh, amazing. Absolutely. Uh, try not to spend too much time geeking out on Star Wars. Yeah, Vanessa. <laughs> Had you watched the POV video for Rise? Yes, like a million times. Mm -hmm. And it's still, okay. uh, you know what we didn't see, though, is uh, it did go down uh, for a while while we were walking back into the park. 
And um, we did not see the Kylo Ren animatronic. We saw Kylo Ren in a TIE fighter um, yeah. in that they scene. They haven't had that for a while, actually. And really? Okay. Yeah. So they just kind of goes down. It's like there's like, a, a you know, I know several different statuses that, that give you options. Vanessa, I didn't, I wasn't going to tell you, but yeah, but you didn't see that either. So you didn't, get the full experience. you didn't see that when the, there's the part where, you know, the, know, it explodes into it's right before the this, escape pod. Yeah. And he does this whoa thing. And yeah, it's a, it's an uh-huh. audio animatronic. You see him in other places, but you don't see the big dramatic one, you know, and I'm sorry yeah. you missed that. So I mean, yeah. it's fine. We decided we weren't going to do that reason attraction. reason to go again. Have to go yeah. again. Yeah. I must right. see this. I must see all the versions. Well, we, we decided we weren't going to pay for that attraction again. So um, what it did was uh, my son was like, oh, that's different than what I saw, you know. Um, but that, but honestly, it was just such a fun experience. And that actually, um, to call out a cast member that also is a podcaster, uh, Ozzy Dave from Disney Dads uh, is a VIP tour guide in the parks, and his group was going through Rise of the Resistance. So mm-hmm. he stopped by and talked to us while they were going through Rise. And we talked to him for maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, he just told us everything about the park and everything about how you're part of the actual story. Because And he connected it. I don't remember the full story now, but... He's like, this is the first time that Disney is putting you into the canon of the story because this is what happens that leads to this action, which happens in Rise of Skywalker. And it was just like so cool to hear that. Like we got a little taste of what it's like to be with a VIP tour guide. And it was amazing <laughs> for those few minutes. So thanks to Dave for doing that. Um, after Rise, though, we did try to get lunch in Hollywood Studios. It is impossible to get lunch in Hollywood Studios when there's a billion and a half people. So I would say always have a reservation uh, for something. Always get yourself an ADR because then you know that you have a reserve table somewhere where you can sit. We did have an ADR for sci-fi dine-in. About a week before we left, our son had said that he was scared of the possible videos that would be on the screen. And so he didn't want to go into sci-fi. Um, but then we decided, we, we made our way, even with more mobile ordering, mm-hmm. we were able to get Backlot Express because we wanted Ronto Wraps but our son wasn't going to eat a Ronto wrap. So uh, Backlot Express has no seating. It, it actually, they, it seemingly has thousands of seats, but uh, they were gone, right? Yeah, it was just so busy. It was just hard because everybody was coming in all the same time to get spots. And so we just happened to be at the time when it was most busiest, I think. And we made it work. We found a spot and got all set up. But there's just a minute there where um, we were just kind of wondering what to do next. So we, we made it work just fine, but it was... It was questionable there for a second. <laughs> so then to end our uh, Star Wars day, this is where in the afternoon we had our son build a droid. That was such a fun experience. We both got to kind of experience that with him. We recorded it. It's great. Uh, we have the full video of the droid coming to life and his reaction to it, which is just so cool. I Aww. got to do uh, Savi's lightsaber build. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that if you are a Star Wars fan, um, there is uh, really no better way to spend $220 than to <laughs> do this uh, experience. Because, uh, And I decided, guys, that's what I want to do. That's that's the cast member job I want is oh, to be cool. the person the person that's like, the Force tells us of this tale oh, of wow. these kyber crystals. You know, like, it, it was just absolutely remarkable the experience and uh they made you feel so special with it and like it it, it, 
you know, Jordan Fisher said that, right? Like, yes. and, and I can totally agree. It is so worth um, everything to be able to go in and do Savi's uh, just an incredible experience for sure. And then uh, these two left, Brett, did you have something? Oh, no. I mean, like I did draw the line on my expensive vacation. I did not, I did not uh, purchase a lightsaber, even though I am now officially lightsaber trained. So I'm like Whoa. going, I need, I think I, I think I need to, in fact, when we did our training, I'm like going, how do you turn this on? And I felt very novice so anyway, but I'm officially trained. I can do the pose and all of that. So it probably will happen at some point. Thanks to your recommendation, you know, Craig, I will say Brett, me do it. Having having experienced purchasing a legacy lightsaber the night before and then building at Savi's, they are basically the same price if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the legacy lightsaber cast members were great. They were excellent. They were in character. Everything about it was wonderful. But Savi's was on a different level. And yeah. so if you can get a reservation, like if you think you might want to go and build a legacy lightsaber, just spend the extra, I believe it's $20 more um, from what we spent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is remarkable to okay. have that experience. So well, that's what I would recommend you know, to you is to go and being build a lightsaber one. trained now. I think that I, I really probably need to. I think you should too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yoda would want us to, he said that we had lots of, Oh, see, I'm, I'm foreshadowing our episode. Sorry. I can't wait anyway. to hear about all about your episode for sure. Cause I geeked Enough out on Star me. Wars so Enough hard about y'all. I, I, but real quick, uh, to end the Star Wars day, um, Sun and Anna went back to the hotel. It was kind of a, a wild, long day. I stayed at Oga's Cantina, and I bought myself a, a mug to prove it. I will say that I had the most hilarious mistake I've made in a long time, and that is that the bartender had told me that there were these uh, drinks, and he's like, you can, get this, uh, you can get this in like a tiki mug that looks kind of like the tiki mugs you get at Trader Sam's, which I, I ended up buying but then he's also like, you can get this beer flight and the beer flight comes in this rancor set. And I was just like, oh, well, the beer flight sounds great. Not understanding that the rancor teeth set is something you take home with you and that it is $85. And so he starts pouring the drinks and then he starts chanting rancor, rancor. And literally the entire bar is looking at me chanting rancor when he gives me this flight. And I, there's no one here with me. Um, I'm by myself. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, I screwed up. What did I do wrong? Because clearly this is not something that just happens on the reg. And so I, I like lean over to the bartender and I'm just like, I'm just like, what did I do? What, what? What did I, and he was like, well, you know, these are $85. You take them home. And I was just like, I really don't need a Rancor teeth set. Uh, he was like, he was like, it's fine. You know, I'll, um, I'll just charge you for one beer. And so that is almost also why I bought the Tiki mug because I felt like I <laughs> needed guilt to do something. Mug, you know. And I mean, it's so cool. So it's the battle of Endor. So see the Death Star there. You've got some AT-ATs. Ooh. I'll have to post a picture of it in the podcast palace group, yes. but it's, I just decided I'm going to drink beer out of it for the rest of my life because um, that's, <laughs> that's how expensive it was. But uh, one last thing at Oga's Cantina, I sat next to a very nice lady at the bar and she goes, your last name's McFarland? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, my, um, my maiden name's McFarland. I was like, oh, cool. Even with the same spelling. She texted me a picture uh, that she took of me. And so later on, she goes, later on, she goes, you know, I was thinking about it, Craig, and you look remarkably like my, um, like my nephew. 
And so she sent me a picture of my nephew. And while it doesn't really look like me, spitting image of my brother, Scott, like looks, I'll have to show it to you. I'll, I'll send you the messages and let you, what you decide. But uh, I may have met like a relative um, while I was at Oga's canteen. So that was kind of cool too. On Batu, Wow. On Batu, off world. Right. All right, so we are only on Monday night. Um, we, I, I'm so sorry, but I was spending so much time on Star Wars. Uh, you want to talk about Topolino's really quickly? Yeah, I love Topolino's. It was a great experience. I really liked it there. The staff was wonderful. Um, our son had a great time there too. It was beautiful. Oh my goodness, when you go out on the patio and you can see just sights around you of just a beautiful skyline. I really like Topolino's and they had great food. It's at um, the top of the Riviera, which yes, is the brand new you. resort. It's a new yep. DVC resort, really well acquainted. It's supposed to look like the French uh, Riviera and have some of those like Italian vibes because it's kind of that, that French Italian feel. And uh, Topolino's means Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. in Italian, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's mouse, isn't it? I, th- I thought Mickey it was mouse? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse? That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was just a great experience. I enjoyed being up there and I'm glad that we went. It was a good experience. Signature dining. So it was a little bit pricier. And uh, I will say that it was fancier dining than I think even we were kind of expecting maybe. Um, I remember the food there, uh, but it wasn't like something where I'm like, oh my goodness, I will never forget this food. Actually, I would say that the more memorable meal that we'd had to this point would be Skipper Canteen. Uh, And another one that I think is coming up here soon that we'll talk about here in a moment, but it was a good meal. Vanessa? What time of day? What time of day did you go? Did you go? You didn't do character breakfast. You did dinner. Yes, we went to dinner. So oh. this was uh, this was kind of right after we had a really packed Monday. So this was at like five o'clock, and I didn't leave Oga's canteen until like three fifteen. Now these guys had gone back to the hotel and gotten a little bit more rest. Um, but yeah, so we did have Topolinos and then that was our uh, chance to ride the Skyliner over to Aww. Epcot because the Riviera connects to the Skyliner and connects to Epcot. And so that was a really fun experience for my son and I. But Anna, how do you do you enjoy the Skyliner? Oh, I made up a little song. Skyliner was a very cool experience. I was glad to try it out. I will say that it is not for me. Um, and I made a little chant, not for me. Uh, it, it was cool while I did it. I'm also um, afraid of heights. And so I was glad that I did it and I would definitely do it again. It was just in the moment, it might not have been my number one choice of transportation, but I would definitely take it again. It was just one of those minutes where I'm going, oh, I don't know. Um, I'm not so sure, but I think it's a really cool mode of transportation. And I'm, I think I would probably take it again. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, we did later on in the trip. You stayed in Epcot. We went to Hollywood Studios. We'll get to that uh, here in a little bit. But so we, I was able to use the Skyliner twice. But Epcot was so cool at night. Uh, loved the attractions. Loved Journey to Imagination, which was also our son's <laughs> second favorite ride. Brett Rutherford. Wow. For you loved all. journey to imagination know what he's missing but you know <laughs> i i was just like oh my gosh i can't wait to tell brett this <laughs> that uh that that was the the case so well, then he uh know. he you know i'm you know okay yeah, that's okay <laughs> Tuesday, we did decide to do Epcot, and we decided to use Genie Plus that day. And I know that Justin in our episode had said, you don't need to use it at Epcot. We just thought because it was so busy that we would use it. And I would say that uh, next to Magic Kingdom, Epcot was definitely the most utilized Genie Plus park for us. Mm -hmm. So we started with doing Frozen Ever After. But then because our son really enjoyed all of the other attractions around, like the Seas with Nemo and Friends, Journey to Imagination, and Spaceship Earth, Mm -hmm. basically, and then Soarin' as well, 
we were able to get Soren. And then after Soren, we were able to do those other three attractions. They all had 30 minute waits. And so that tells you how busy Epcot was that journey into imagination had a 30 minute wait. Right. And we were able to just jump the line every time back to back to back because there was always a genie plus reservation available, maybe because there was less people using it at Epcot. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we actually used more uh, attractions, I think on genie plus in Epcot than almost any other park. Mm -hmm. And it was because our son loved those attractions over and over again. He loved his future at spaceship earth and all of that. So he was able to experience that we were able to experience Remy. Any quick thoughts on Remy? Oh, it's just awesome. I just, it was one of those rides I don't think I'll ever forget how I felt when I went on that the first time. Did and you smell? We, well, did you smell the, yeah. the the bread and all that for those that live in the smelling world? There smells. Oh, yes. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. There are smells. So that was our third trackless ride, you know. And and people had said it might be underwhelming after you go on Mickey and Minnie's and Rise of the Resistance. I don't think it's underwhelming no. at all. I no, think it's it is charming. It's charming, right. and I think you just have to take it like uh, in your mind when you go on these trips. You shouldn't be ranking rides. I don't mm. think right away, and it's just a different experience, and you get to kind mm-hmm. of experience i thought um like walking into gusto's in the queue was really cool mm-hmm. that whole um, area is yeah. gorgeous the art yeah Nouveau. oh it's so cool yeah. They they did they did really great work uh on all of the france and the pavilion and on, gorgeous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh let's talk about maybe one of my favorite restaurants that we went to for lunch and that was beer garden because not only did i get a liter of beer i got so much sauerkraut uh i had more sauerkraut there than maybe i have in my life so it's a buffet and it was so great that it was a buffet in that moment because we were ready to eat right and so they sit down and they're like what would you like to drink and i'm like yes yeah. i would like a liter of beer please which they do serve and it's only 16 dollars. which if you think about that that's like two regular disney beers so it's like eight dollars a beer it's like the cheapest beer on property anyway so then um we went and we had all of the food right at oh, the it was buffet. so good and it's like good comfort food that I'm used to. And it's just, it was fun and wonderful and a great atmosphere. And they had a great kids spread. Not all the places have really great variety for kids foods. And you have your standard like mac and cheese, or you have your chicken nuggets and French fries. And we love all those things. But what was great about Beer Garden in that moment is we had that extra little bit of variety that I think we were ready for and needed just to change it up a little bit. So it was just a wonderful experience and we had a great time in there. It was fun. So then we wrapped up Epcot and we went back to Magic Kingdom at night and it was really funny because, and I mentioned this, I think, in some of my updates that I did on Facebook, but uh, our son, after we explained to him that Jordan Fisher had bought a lightsaber, he was dead set that he was going to boycott the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. And he really was uh, feeling that way. So during the fireworks, he was less interested in the fireworks. I think Anna wanted to really kind of watch them and experience them, but he was really ready to go and do things like Dumbo and Barnstormer and these other attractions. And I will tell you, if you want to do that, uh, that is the time to ride rides because there was hardly any wait for anything. They kept Magic Kingdom open until 11 o'clock every night that we were there because uh, it was so busy. And so if you were willing to stay a little bit later at night, you could really chalk up all the rides. And we stayed till like maybe 1030 with him that night. Mm-hmm. I will say that made for a pretty magical moment because he said, well, you know what? I'll take that Mickey bar because that's our tradition of eating a Mickey bar and watching the fireworks. He goes, I'll take the Mickey bar, but I'm not going to stay around and watch fireworks. Let's go do some rides. 
And so uh, then we went and we're on Dumbo as the finale of the fireworks were happening. And that's one of the neatest experiences because it was just so, it was just really magical. It was wonderful. And it was cool because we did see some of the fireworks from behind the castle. So that means I did not see Enchantment up close. And I know that people have said it's a much better show if you were experiencing it on Main Street. We didn't experience it. So I will uh, have to rain check on that for a later date. I hope that uh, for my son's sake, for all of our sakes, because I do love the music so much more that I hope that after the 50th year celebration is done, they might reconsider happily ever after and maybe bring that back. But um, MK was great at night because we stayed out so late at night though, we had to uh, go through and Brett, did you have something? Well, you can watch, you can watch um, happily ever after in your resort room. Cause it's on at night. Did you do oh, that? Yes. Something else. Oh, Brett, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, something that we didn't find until later in the trip that was awesome game changer for parents. There is, it's on channel 30 in the mm-hmm. resort. And what they do is they read bedtime stories mm-hmm. to kids every single night. Well, or from, anyone who wants to listen or to anyone that wants to listen, right. but it's from six until 10, which I think honestly, they probably should do like seven to 11. Cause let's be real. It's Disney and your kids are staying up later, but that was really cool to have mm-hmm. as something to, to help go to sleep. We were really beat by Wednesday. Um, if planning this again, I would have planned that Wednesday was a resort only day or a day to recuperate in the morning and then maybe go back to a park at night. But instead, we powered through to Animal Kingdom. Um, I decided that we all needed to sleep in. So we decided not to do Genie Plus. So I will tell you that basically we didn't do Animal Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> we we walked in the park about 1030. Oh, every, uh, every, every ride was already over an hour wait. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, Tough to be a Bug. We thought about doing Tough to be a Bug. That had a 45-minute wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just incredible the amount of people again. We had a Yak and Yeti reservation. Yak and Yeti was not a great experience. No, it, just it's just, name, just yeah, it was just a I, coaster, not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a little bit different, I think, than I remembered from last time. So that might be one I'll wait and go back to at a later date. And then basically, we decided after Yak and Yeti at eleven forty-five, we got done by like one o'clock, and we were like, "Let's just go back to the resort." There's not, you know. So we were in Animal Kingdom for maybe three hours. Um, our son did do the Boneyard, the mm-hmm. playground in Dinosaur Land, and he loved that. We played some of the um, carnival games, and he won a Minnie Mouse that he still carries around. Actually, Aww. she's right here. I can show the I can show the two of you. He picked out Minnie oh, Mouse and she's wearing Oh wow. A little, that's like from little, the new animation. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got like a little Animal Kingdom logo and it says Dino Institute on it as well. Cool. So wow. uh, he decided because he had so many Mickeys, he needed a Minnie. So yeah, he I love that. Uh, yeah, so he picked out Minnie Mouse. So um so that was Animal Kingdom for us. It, it's a bummer because I love that park. Uh but Everest was closed. We weren't going to get on the safari because it was an hour long wait. And we just decided it's hot. We're tired. We're going to go back to the resort. So mm-hmm. uh, past Craig should have realized that you can't go this hard at Disney all the time. And we should have taken Wednesday off. Yeah. Um, and that would have probably made for a better experience in Animal Kingdom. But what it did lead to, we didn't have any plans for that night. And since we were able to actually nap in the afternoon, we were kind of rejuvenated at night. And we had uh, reservations at Whispering Canyon inside of our resort. 
But we decided that our son really wouldn't like that food. So um, we went down to the front desk and said, hey, do you think there's any chance we could get into something over at the Polynesian? And it's all booked up. And we know Ohana books up like crazy, but maybe Kona Cafe. And the guy goes, well, they don't open until five uh, again, but you can definitely go try to walk up. We walked up at five Mm o'clock. There was no one there. So we went to Kona Cafe, and I will say, uh, I think we both talked about this, but our number one restaurant of this entire trip was Kona Cafe. It was wow, Like bar none, hands down, the best meal. Like by far beats all the other ones. What did you order? Yeah, we had uh, spicy tuna rolls. And then we had a pot sticker. Mm -hmm. There was only one. It was like this big. And oh, wow. it was pot stickers as so big good. as your head. Yes. Okay. And then uh, we also were able to order the Ohana bread pudding uh, from Kona oh, Cafe, yes. which is not on their menu, but they will serve it to you. And it is just as delicious. It was a wonderful decision. It was so good. <laughs> Um, and then we also had some adult beverages there. I did order a Lapu Lapu. I was very disappointed. They did not have pineapples that night. So, uh, I got it in a normal glass as opposed to drinking it out of a pineapple, but that was also lovely and wonderful. Um, but then that allowed us just to kind of explore the Polynesian for a little bit and kind of walk around. And then we went back to the resort, allowed our son to swim because Wednesday night was the late night in the magic kingdom. The magic kingdom was open until one o'clock in the morning for the Lex Resort guests. And so Anna snuck into the Magic Kingdom after our son went to bed. So you got there about what, 930 or so? Yeah, I would say so. And it was it was magical just to be uh just at, with the extra magic hours and being there late kind of by myself. I got to do some things that I had not done before. I hadn't been this is like my first time on the trip going around by myself, truly. And so being able to walk around and just explore new things and walk down Main Street slowly, which we all know I love to do. I had a silhouette of myself made, which was something that's always been on my souvenir bucket list of things I wanted to do. And I'm so glad I did it. It was just a wonderful experience. And it's really, really cool to have. It was a great memory. Um, then I decided, well, shoot. I'm here by myself. What else do I want to do? And so then I was able to get in line for Haunted Mansion because there was a very short line. So I hopped in and I did that one. Then I was like, I wonder how Ariel's doing. No wait. So I hopped on Ariel, did that one. And then um, I decided, well, after all that writing, maybe I would get myself a little treat. So I walked over to Storybook and they had, um, I had a, a Snow White, which is like a Dole Whip. Basically, it was like the best time I've had in a long time by myself. It was wonderful. Um, it was a great experience, and it was very fun. And so, this is the time yeah. of night where <laughs> this is the time of night where I text Brett Rutherford, who had talked a big game about being in the Magic oh, Kingdom until yeah. one o'clock, and I said, "Hey, buddy, I'm probably not going to be there till midnight um, because of the ferry schedule." <laughs> Actually, I didn't get into the Magic Kingdom because Anna had to wait a while to get on the ferry boat back, and then I had to get to Magic Kingdom. I didn't get into Magic Kingdom until like 12.20, and the park closed at 1 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not there. Brett was not there. No, Brett, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking to, well, who am I now? I'm Brett, so I'll, I'll, I'll this is James Mason, and I will, I will tell you, sorry, that isn't James Mason. Anyway, this is, I'll see what time, what time is it now? It's three o'clock in the morning, so no wonder I'm not. It is 9.30, Brett. <laughs> I, I'm like, I like Batman, Brett. Batman, Brett, okay. Um, uh, no, I, I was pooped, I was pooped, I had been to galaxies far, far away, and, 
Oh, yeah. I totally, I 100% yeah. understand it, buddy. And what I'll tell you is that what ended up happening, because I was kind of like, I was waiting on Anna, I know was frustrated because it was taking a while for the boat. And then it took a while to get back to the hotel room. And then I had to get on a boat. And so honestly, I was like, oh man, what am I going to do um, even? And this is, you know, it's kind of like a bummer, like it's 1230 and I'm not going to get in it on anything. I ran back to Tomorrowland and I rode Space Mountain three times in a row. And yeah. so the last time, so that the second time I'm riding, I get off of Space Mountain at uh, 12.58. Right. And you know that Space Mountain has the longest like exit ever. Oh, so yeah. I'm trucking it through the exit. Yeah. And I was the, uh, I got into the line at like 1259 59. <laughs> and actually I think it was probably past one o'clock. Honestly, I think the cast member just felt like, Oh man, who's this like 35 year old balding <laughs> man who's running at me. I better let him on this ride. <laughs> um, I was the second to last person to ride space mountain and then uh that was so that was so amazing so like they gave us our own cars because why not right (laughs) and then i get to do the walk from uh tomorrowland up to the front of main street and i knew that i had an hour because the ferry boat folks said that they would be going for at least an hour after park close now i didn't want to like make the cast members wait until two in the morning, but like, honestly, they're going to be there till two in the morning. So I'm like, I'm going to have time to just stroll through main street. I took a bunch of like, uh, photo pass photography things on my own on the way out of the park. And it was just great to, you know, there was still a lot of people there. So it wasn't like an empty main street, but it was just kind of like one of those moments I will never forget to ride my favorite Mm -hmm. attraction in magic kingdom. And then also to have that experience walking out for sure. So, all right. We only have three days left, and I'll try to go through them even quicker. <laughs> only have three days left. Okay. Okay. Thursday, uh, Magic Kingdom start. All the Magic Kingdom things. We did Genie Plus. It was great. Um, and then let's just talk what just cuts right to the most important part of Thursday, which was Space 220. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Space 220 was fun. It was a really neat experience, and uh, the service was great, and the food was really good, and it was just something that I definitely see myself going back to. I think I'll definitely be there uh, again and again. And it was just, it was really neat the way that they take you on an experience and a journey of how you walk into the elevator, but it's not really an elevator. You're going to space. And I was like, wait, what? We're going to space. This is so cool. We're going to go. And we, we transported ourselves to our restaurant. um, And it was just a really cool experience. And the service was great. And our son had just such a wonderful time. He was very well behaved there and just experienced it himself. And I think we all had a really good time there together. I wore my Run Disney, which I'm wearing it now uh, during the recording, the Run Disney Star Wars. And our server was a big Run Disney person. So he talked to us all about his experiences with Run Disney um, back on Earth uh, now that he's up on the space station, mm-hmm. mostly full-time. And, you know, it was just a, a really fun experience. People talk about the cost of Space 220. And it was an extremely expensive meal. In fact, I think it maybe was the most expensive meal Meal that I've ever paid for. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was quite a lot for the three of us, even with a child. We did get some beverages. I think, mm-hmm. did we only get one each though? I got two. I mean, I had a, uh, maybe a, we both I had got an two. adult drink and then I also had a coffee. Um, oh, okay. Well, coffee doesn't, yeah. uh, coffee doesn't but, count. But 
but it was a prefix menu. The food was delicious. The environment and the atmosphere was amazing. Uh, would I do it every time? Probably not because it is kind of cost prohibitive, but uh, it was just remarkable. Uh, you're probably like looking back to this trip review and being like, oh my goodness, you went to like 12 signature dining places. <laughs> of course, you're spending a ton of money on food. And the thing is, we didn't expect to get all of these when we had talked to Justin, he had said, you know, when I'm doing these ADRs, Topolino's is really hard to get space Two Twenty is really hard to get all of this stuff. And um, then when he got it all, we were just like, okay, yeah. strap in. Well, you have been waiting for a long time for all of this. So well, sometimes right. it's worth it. And let's be real during, right. during COVID we didn't go out to eat period for like two years. And so mm -hmm. if we're going to spend like massive amounts of money, might as well be at Disney. Right. Um, but <laughs> space 220 was an experience that I would recommend to people in a heartbeat. It was probably mm -hmm. my second favorite next to Kona cafe. Um, it was just a, a really, really fun evening that evening. Anna stays in Epcot. My son and I go over to Disney's Hollywood studio on the Skyliner. And this is where we snuck in on sneaky, on, on sneaky dog, on slinky dog. <laughs> um, so we were able to do slinky dog dash. Uh, we actually arrived at Hollywood studios right about eight o'clock. And so I saw that the wait time for millennium Falcon was uh, 40 minutes. And so I knew that we had time to do two attractions. We went and we actually waited for Millennium Falcon. It was a real 40 minutes. So by the time we got off the ride, actually, I should say that both of us were pilots and my son being a pilot, I feel really bad for the people behind us in that attraction. Oh, that makes for a fun, um, makes for a fun adventure. Oh my gosh. Journey. And he, he just had a blast. And I mean, come on, as are talking, like, are you kidding me? As a Star Wars fan, like, I understand that people are like, Smuggler's Run is the lesser of the two Star Wars attractions. I completely understand that. But pulling that lever to go into oh hyperdrive with your that son the in the pilot seat of the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Are you kidding me? That like that's best. incredible. So oh. it was still a great ride. And then uh, we got out of there and it was about eight 50 or eight 55. And I was just like, okay, buddy, come up on my shoulders run you over to slinky dog um because we again decided that slinky dog would be the better choice of the two between that and rise of the resistance because we hadn't done slinky yet and i wanted to do it at night and so uh 65 minute wait uh for slinky dog we waited less than 10 minutes and oh, we wow. were able to ride the nice. attraction so definitely the inflated wait times are a thing. Uh, they absolutely happen. So they don't want uh, people to go to those popular attractions late at night. And so they post a, a really inflated wait time. So we were able to ride it in no time at all. And that was a lot of fun to end our night there. Friday, second to last day, um, we started back at Hollywood Studios. Same thing. I will say, uh, I just wanted to give you a minute to talk about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because it was your one of your favorite things we did. Yeah, it was one of the things that I was really looking forward to. I mean, I was looking forward to a lot, but this one especially to really experience in real life and feel. And I just laugh and smile the entire time that I'm on this ride because of how much fun it is and how immersive. And I I just, I love this ride so much, the way that they take you on the journey. And it, again, it's one of those where when you watch it on the videos, you just can't really experience what you need to experience on this ride. It's completely different. And I just, I love it. I will always do that ride. I think it's my top ride at Disney World now. It's just so much fun. It's incredible. 
So uh, this was one of the parks we spent the most time in, but this was our time to say goodbye to Hollywood Studios as we left about middle of the day from there and Mm -hmm. say goodbye to Galaxy's Edge. And Galaxy's Edge is just such a game changer to me. And it's just uh, such a remarkable place and amazing. I can't wait to spend so much time there in the future and so much money there uh, in the future. (laughs) I will, I will happily. Well, there are other opportunities to spend lots of money in, in, in Galaxy's Edge. Yes. In Batu. Just so you know. Right. I did get a, I got a, Black Spire Outpost hat. And it's so funny because it's like that, like, you know, I'm spending like money on like all these meals and stuff like that. And then it's like a a $30 hat. And I'm like, Anna, do I really need this hat? Do I need to spend money on it? And finally, like the last day, I'm like, I just have to go buy it. So I went and I bought it. And now it's like my favorite thing that that we bought the whole trip. It's just great. Um, But yeah, so we said goodbye to Hollywood Studios for this trip. We went back to our resort and got ready to do storybook dining at Artist Point with Snow White and friends. And so that was fun because it's in our resort. We were able to swim in the pool until like 3.30, get out, get changed, and then be back to dinner by 4 o'clock. Storybook dining was a lot of fun. The mushroom soup is just as good as people say it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fun to see Snow White and to see uh, Grumpy and to see Dopey. But we did not see someone that we were expecting to. Right. Yeah, we did not have the evil queen was not there in the evening we were there. So we did not get to see her. It was extremely unfortunate. And honestly, it was kind of like we were sort of waiting around, waiting Mm -hmm. for her to come out. And then we finally asked our server and she's like, oh, no, she's not here tonight. And it's like, well, you might have told us that. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, um, it was a bit of a head scratcher. I, I, again, much like Be Our Guest, I don't know that I would need to do storybook dining every single time. Um, the food was excellent. Uh, the, the food was definitely better than Be Our Guest, mm-hmm. but the experience was more like we need to get people through the uh, experience. We're going to bring everything out very quickly. And it was just kind of, it, it felt a little rushed. Uh, and I don't know what your experience was like when you went through it, Brett, um, when you were able to do it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, I got to see the queen and actually she's a, you know, she's a big fan of mine now. You know, I played the whole evil thing, you know, no, well, like she's such a cool character from what I see. So I was really kind of bummed about that. I like Um, the service, you know, like when they bring the first, you know, the, the appetizers to you, it looks, it's like, you know, on this, sculpture you know giant tree thing yeah Yeah. and so that was really cool and um our server was from chicago so Mm -hmm. uh, we told her we were from springfield so of course she thought we were from chicago and so she talked to us a lot about chicago (laughs) but but that was really fun uh and i really did enjoy that meal as well Mm -hmm. and then we went to our last night uh in the parks which was in epcot and uh i will tell you this might be controversial to the panel. I uh, do not like Harmonious at all. Um, and it was, I think, because of where Anna scoped out a spot for us. I uh, think that has a lot to do with it because I watched is, it from the front the first time. And it wasn't as good as when I watched from uh, by Japan, which was my old viewing area. Okay, I have questions since you all seen it. I'm haven't. Uh, so, uh, do they rope off? I'm assuming like for the front, there's a front and a back, mm-hmm. and then they rope. I'm guessing that that's like prime seating. Is it hard to get? a spot at those locations? Well, let me walk you through what we did. So um, we ended up, Anna really wanted, she has a funny story. You, you got to tell the story. It's going to take will, like two, will. Mi- yeah, two you, minutes. You just, okay. Just, just tell your story. 
really quickly. <laughs> Tell us the story. <laughs> going going in, I knew that when I was in Epcot, I was like, there's this thing, there's this beverage that I really want at Rose and Crown. It's on my list of things I have to do this trip. So I was like, well, while Craig and Little Man are off doing their thing, I'm going to go to Rose and Crown. So I go in and sure enough, I did not have my ID on me. So I'm like, oh man. Ding, ding. So the next night. I no, said, no, no. You got to tell the story about the interaction <laughs> because it's so good. Well, it's just that I, I knew I didn't have my ID on me. And so then like they, there was there was no way that, you know, I just and I knew I didn't have my ID. And so I, so, so I wasn't there, but I got to at least convey the uh, the story she told me immediately after this happened. So I guess like her and the bartender are having this conversation and she's like, I'm so excited to t- try this drink that I haven't had since I was at Rising Crown last time. And so then he uh, was like, oh yeah, let's get it ready for you. And then he asked for your ID and you didn't have it. And so what did he say? Well, no dice. We'll see you next time. <laughs> like, oh, just cut her like, down. you're right. So then that the just other- means you look too young. <laughs> he he like, couldn't oh. guarantee that you weren't lying to him. Right. I get it. So then the last night that we were in, um, Epcot, you decided to go back to Rosencrown with your ID. I was, and, yeah, much uh, much more prepared the second time around. My son and I decided to do the inflated wait time thing at Test Track because he had not tried that yet and we hadn't ridden that. Uh, Test Track was posted at a 70-minute wait and we were able to get on it in 35 minutes. So again, that worked out really well for us. But you stayed at Rosencrown. And I mm-hmm. think that that's why I don't like Harmonious. Um, and I'll expand about that in a second. But I basically walked him. The The fireworks had started uh, when I started walking from Test Track back to Rosencrown. And so when I crossed the bridge, you get to see this whole barge in the middle. And you can see the picture, and it's very cool. And that was really exciting. And then you walk all the way back to Rosencrown. And they do still have the small... Uh, and they're not small, I guess, but like the smaller barges with like the, that almost look like, um, I don't know, like kite tails or something mm-hmm. like, not the kite tails and, and we can go, but uh, <laughs> like, but you get to see those projections still, but this humongous, like Stargate looking thing, you can't see because mm. you're watching, you're watching it from the side. And I think that that's why I decided, and it was, it was a fine show, but I just decided that like, if I'm Disney and I'm going to have the cost benefit of putting these humongous barges that take up all this room in the lagoon, um, they are not pretty when you're walking around during the day. Uh, they're supposed to be fountains during the day, but they haven't turned those on. So you still see these humongous, like again, Stargate looking barges. And it really only benefits people that are standing either directly in front or directly behind. And so um, I would say that I loved Illuminations, uh, and I never got to see Epcot Forever. We weren't there, but um, Harmonious to me is a, a big failure of Disney Imagineering. Um, I hate to say that. Can, can you see okay. the um, the countries light up, or are those barges like kind of blocking no, that view? You can, see, you can see the countries. You can see them. Yeah, you can see the countries light up, and you can still see the cauldrons, which I appreciate that those go so off. Harsh. It's just like going. Hmm. It was just kind of hard. Why don't I just say this? It grows on you. I didn't enjoy it as much the first time as I did the second time. Yeah. I don't know if I need Location, location, location. Well, I will say that's a big concern of mine as well, McFarland's. I 
I, I, I loved illuminations and I understand it was getting outdated looking, but I appreciated that I could be pretty much anywhere and see some of it. And so I am bummed out to hear that, um, you're either going to have to give up, I'm assuming money to be in a prime location no. or, or time, no. which is to Depends get the right spot. I, I, say, I think that there were spots available. Like, I think there were spots available in the uh, front spot when we were walking back, Vanessa. But my thing there. is, like, if you're only going to be there one time or one night, why is Disney, like, putting this huge thing in the middle of Epcot that only, you know, like 10% of the, the people can actually experience the full thing? Is and that so that's what I'm saying. Exaggeration, Craig? Slide no, I don't exaggeration. know. That it, I don't know no, that but, it, but that's right. like a person like me. Me, Brett, because typically I will only go to the park for a couple days. I know. And so that's my one and only time. And okay. if I'm trying to fit everything in one day and now I can't, I can well, only see it, it from the United Kingdom. Okay. But, but I'll have to get the there early no, to really. grab a spot. Not really. Not All right. Really. We'll see. I'm going to find out. A very large lagoon. I told you this would be <laughs> controversial to some on the panel, but I was well, not a big as fan. As my stomach is in huge like knots, feeling so sad for all those <laughs> and all those Imagineers who toiled on this. And I'm like going, Much it's like hard. the Imagineers that toiled on Journey to Imagination. And uh, my son ended up loving that attraction. Uh, because so- he oh, doesn't hi. know. That's the only <laughs> thing he's ever been on. That's not a credit to the attraction. That's a credit to the imagination and, and, and figment, period. Uh, uh, your child is period. a very smart child. Period so with I'm a like going, So I'm like, oh, he doesn't know what he's missing. So don't even. You know, but that's not an excuse, Brett, because you could very easily show him you look just like the guy. You could dress up and, and make it all real. Yeah. So oh, then, okay. That's what I'll do. Uh, we did say mm-hmm. our goodbyes to Epcot. And I will say oh. this is the first time mm-hmm. it really hit our son mm-hmm. that he was leaving. He he had full, he was full of emotions that night. And so were we, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. Epcot was a park we spent a lot of time in. It, uh, arguably like, of course, Magic Kingdom was great, but arguably I think it was his favorite park was Epcot. I was just going to say that. I think so too. And wow. I think it's because of where crowds were that Epcot felt more open and more available to be able to do kind of things off the cuff or go different places where you want to be able to go with lower crowd levels. And I think that, he particularly appreciated that. And I did too. It was beautiful with flower and garden being there and all the topiaries mm-hmm. and the beautiful gardens. And I mean, I kept wanting to be there myself. So that, which is very surprising. I kind of thought I'd want to keep going back to magic, uh, you know, to the MK, but it was great. So then, uh, an hour and 10 minutes into this, we are on our last day uh, on Saturday. We went to the Magic Kingdom in the morning, checked out of our wonderful hotel, went to the Magic Kingdom, and uh, were able to do quite a few attractions mm-hmm. right before uh, one o'clock when we left. And uh, the attractions, we used Genie Plus really well again. We did, uh, gosh, we did like seven attractions mm-hmm. before we left. So from a park open till about noon. And then we had uh, one last meal before we decided to hit the road. We did drive the the 17 hours but we decided at the very last minute we would become space tourists and we would go and take our son to the ocean and visit kennedy space center late in the afternoon i will tell you 
That is, uh, it was so funny to be completely out of our element. Having just been in Disney, which we researched uh, and we podcast about uh, to be completely out of your element at Kennedy Space Center was pretty funny. It is more expensive than I thought it would be. Uh, give me a guess, Vanessa. How much money does it take for an adult to go to Kennedy Space Center? Just, just throw out um, I would say about maybe $60. Okay. Brett? Ooh. Hmm, $44. I think I was expecting it to be around $30 to $40, and it was $57. So good job, Vanessa. Well, I'm comparing to some of the admissions up in Chicago, so that's Uh, where I came up with that number. Gatorland Gatorland is much cheaper. (laughs) So anyway, it was uh, was fun. We would probably want to go back and actually plan like what to actually do. We did get to see a space shuttle. The reveal Mm -hmm. of the space shuttle that they have there was like kind of awe-inspiring it was very cool so something to check out if you if you have a little bit of extra time and you're driving around but holy moly that was a trip and it was uh it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun the driving actually went pretty well i think i we will probably drive again because Mm -hmm. honestly it it saved so much money in in airfare Mm -hmm. it was funny though uh and anna said this right away it was we left at i don't know nine o'clock in the morning from here in illinois and brett was in the park by like 10 30 or something that morning and so he posted something like he had a dole whip that's yeah, what it was. That was the first thing we had yeah and it was just so funny because like anna was like oh this is oh. going to be really hard to like <laughs> to watch like oh. brett's updates the rest of the day when we're just driving through like yeah. kentucky and whatnot just, yeah. um hint yeah. of things to come any last tips, tricks, things that you wanted to talk about before we uh, wrap things up? I think the big thing for me to realize was that this trip is different, especially from other trips that I've been on in Disney World. It was different because of Genie Plus, so I was getting used to that system. It was also different because of crowd level being so busy. And so it was one of those things where I couldn't go into it thinking... I had a certain way that I wanted to do my trip or I planned it this way and we're going to do it in the moment I had to go, Oh, we're have to switch to a new plan. We have to be more flexible. We have to know that if we're going to do something, we're going to go early or we're going to stay late. And then we're going to do stuff in the middle of the day that we don't need to do waiting in line. So it was having that new game plan of going, okay, this is a situation. There's a lot of people here. How am I going to make this work? And you just kind of have to be adaptable and kind of go with the flow, I think, in some circumstances. And it was just a better experience when we both kind of let go and decided to do that plan versus maybe a more rigid schedule. And it just like, it's not all about the attractions. And if you would have told me like even three years ago that uh, I would go on a trip for a week to Disney and I wouldn't do Tower of Terror and I wouldn't do Rock and Roller Coaster, I would probably say you're you're that's wild. Like I would definitely want to do those attractions. We didn't step foot uh, on either of those attractions and I still loved my trip and it was because the wait times were so long, but we got to experience, we did go walk through the tower of terror gift shop and we um, were able to walk around Hollywood studios. I know people dog that lightning McQueen racing Academy thing, but our son loved it. I mean, it was clearly Mm -hmm. for six-year-old boys um, and six-year-old girls and they were, they're going to love it, you know, so definitely take them back to that. Um, Is that where you get to meet Lightning McQueen? uh Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that sounds like fun to me. I got to meet Mater in DCA and that was wonderful. Brett, you weren't with me the first time. 
Yeah, and uh, my my last tip that I leave you with is uh, we again were <laughs> apparently money was just like eh, whatever we've we've saved up money it's fine um, we did lift everywhere mm-hmm. that we that wasn't the Magic Kingdom because um, we didn't want to necessarily rely on Disney transportation and that service I would say just budget yourself uh, thirty dollars a day. And you can save yourself so much time and energy and just like exhaustion, mm-hmm. just getting back to your hotel room. So we, we lifted literally everywhere to and from the parks. Um, there was one night when we left Epcot, I think it was the last night because we did the priority because they were kind of low on drivers, it said, and it was surge pricing. I think that was $20 to get us back to the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Gladly paid that $20. at the end of a day that's nothing you know i I mean it it is a lot to some people but i mean realistically when when you get have the experience of a crowded sweaty noisy bus i mean the sweat alone is worth not getting sweaty with all those people is worth way more than twenty dollars i must say right brett we don't want to be with the people we don't have to be if we don't need to be with the people we don't want to be with the people don't want to be with sorry <laughs> I, know, I just came off the most bougie vacation i've ever had so i don't know that i can ever go back <laughs> so did we. we we ate so many signature places and i was just like this is ridiculous like, so when we were getting ready for storybook dining i was like Anna, this is like our fourth signature restaurant. Like, what are we doing on this trip? But, uh, but it was, it was so much fun. It was so memorable. And uh, Mm -hmm. as you've probably, I don't know, scheduling, uh, as you've probably already heard, like we're strongly considering uh, DBC potentially, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening in the future. But certainly we have decided uh, we need to get back to this place like every year and just enjoy it. We also need to get to Disneyland and we understand that. Um, And, and the Disney Wish. We're excited for those trips too. So mm-hmm. hopefully you enjoyed this trip report. Any final thoughts from Brett or Vanessa? You had to kind of listen to our litany here for the last time. <laughs> oh, no, it was great. I was glad to know that you had a great time. Now I now I know every little last detail of the fun. It was great. Every little last detail. Uh, see, now uh, I'm, I'm feeling like some things are glossed over. I'm like, oh, should I ask more about snacks? Should I ask about characters? I, I don't know. I just love so much of your vacation. Um, yeah, I just loved hearing about it. I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad it happened. Now I don't feel as bad when I go 27 times. Just kidding. And speaking of glad it happened, it was one of those moments I think we were waiting in Peter Pan and I looked at Kayu, is this real? Is this really happening right now? Because I watch so many videos of things, especially when we're all virtual. And I really got into that and felt it. And so I, I had to, it was weird, but it was one of those things I'm making sure I'm holding on to things or holding on to people. So I knew that I had the sense mm-hmm. of touch and that it was really happening. And it mm-hmm. was just a really neat experience that I don't think I'll ever forget. Yeah, awesome. it was, okay. it was just a, like I said, a once in a lifetime trip that we will, um, we will definitely have more trips back, but this but one was special. Yearly. How's back. that? A once in a lifetime yeah. trip that happens annually. Yeah, and it's it's mainly just because of the this particular experience is one I don't think we'll ever forget coming back and um, being able to be in the parks for the first time in four years and mm-hmm. stay that long and stay that like you said Brett that bougie um, and uh, it was just a, a remarkable opportunity that we had for sure. So I know that people are waiting on pens and needles, but it is true. Next week you get to hear 
Brett Rutherford's trip about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and I cannot wait to hear that. Oh, okay. Wow. I'll have to remember everything that happened. Oh, it's all recorded and filed, and I even have dreams about it. It's still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh-huh. Sneak yeah. peek, uh, sneak peek, Brett. Uh, what was your absolute favorite thing that you did in those two days? Uh, well, uh, I think the portrayal of Milan Organa was highly successful, talking to everyone, the captain and everyone. They never said, no, you're not. So <laughs> I'm like, like, that's a good thing. That was good. It was That's awesome. So the immersion was the coolest part. I'm so cool. excited and the to food, hear. You know, I thought of Vanessa every time I ate because I'm like, wait, she wants you to eat that. She wants you to eat all of that. So, I do. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I success with the eating too so yes just yep. just so much fun well thank you guys for listening to uh, us talk for oh well over an hour and 15 minutes about this trip but we packed a lot into this trip yes. and we wanted to talk to you about it uh, mm-hmm. i will probably be talking about this trip until we go on our next walt disney world trip so you'll hear about it uh, as we go throughout this podcast but if you do have any questions for us about any places that we ate or tips and tricks that we have, please don't hesitate to reach out in the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group. Anna and I are both in there, so mm-hmm. happy to talk to you about it more. I will say, um, you know, we don't have a travel agent sponsor because we have so many good travel agent friends, but I would say use an agent if you're going to Disney. Like uh, Justin had said, support a small business and uh, make sure that you have somebody kind of helping you out along the way. That certainly helped us. So uh, whether that's any of the travel agent uh, friends that we have in our group on Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals, reach out to somebody and have them help you uh, plan your vacation for sure. You can uh, continue to follow us on Beyond the Mouse on Facebook, also Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. And you can always find us on nprillinois.org as well under the Community Voices tab. Just so much fun. Anna, any final thoughts before we close it out? No, it's just been really fun to be able to re-talk through everything and, and share. So thanks for listening. So nice to have you on the show again. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And I'm Anna. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe in the front row, walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA, right? Yeah. Or maybe the TV room or the carousel we have all kinds of places there's a great big so (laughs) seriously we whenever we drive our uh, son to school these last like couple weeks he wants to just sing out loud all these disney songs and it's just so great i love that